May mercy and grace and peace be yours from God, our Father, and from his Son, his only Son, our Savior, Jesus the Christ. We say it to children when they're young, but I'm pretty sure it was probably said to you when you were younger. Not now, not yet. On a long road trip, the voice would come from the back of our Dodge Caravan, and Connie and I, well, the voice would say, are we almost there? And Connie and I would turn back, and one of us would say, not now, not yet. When one of our children was extra eager for his or her birthday, and it could not get there soon enough, that child said, will it be tomorrow? And one of us shook our head and replied, not now, not yet. But what if those phrases changed just a little bit to say a whole lot more? May the Holy Spirit give us attentive ears and expectant hearts to discover the good news in today's epistle from 1 John 3, the good news of now and not yet. People God dearly loves. The scripture readings for All Saints Day are the same every year, which means that on the first Sunday of November, we always hear from Revelation 7, a great portion of the Apostle John's vision of Christ's triumph for the church, the shout of the great multitude, the hymn of the angels and elders and four living creatures, and the question of one of the elders to John and the, and the elders answer when the apostle says, Sir, you know. We always hear the Beatitudes from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5. Eight times just a little while ago we heard, Blessed are the or blessed are those. And one time we heard, blessed are you. And that will be echoed in a refrain that we will sing as we receive the Lord's Supper this morning. Rejoice and be glad. Blessed are you. Holy are you. Rejoice and be glad. Yours is the kingdom of God. And we also hear the first three verses of chapter 3 of John's first letter to the first century church. This late in his life and late in his ministry epistle to the church reminded the early Christians of their identity. They are little children. The Spirit-inspired writer uses that phrase seven times in this letter, and seven more he simply calls them children. Ah, but whose children, and how are they, and how are we made these children? See what kind of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. Of course, husbands and wives making love make children, but this is different love. It is the Father's love that makes us his children. This is what we are, and this is whose we are. But verse 1 goes on. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. If you go to school, or to work, or to the gym tomorrow, and you do what I asked the children to do, and what I might happen to do too, if you answer the question the way I asked these children to answer the question, God's own child, I gladly say it, I am baptized into Christ. You'll probably discover pretty quickly 
that the world does not know you because the world does not know God. Don't be surprised at this. Don't be surprised because the world does not know the God who is the designer and the creator, but imagines that people and everything else evolved from primordial dust and disorganized atoms. The world does not know the God who is the redeemer and the rescuer, but invents salvation as the reward for being good, or at least for trying hard to be good. The world does not know the God who is the spirit of truth, but envisions truth as something to be discovered and defined differently by each person. Beloved, John writes, and this is another of his favorite words that he uses to speak to the church, the first century church, as well as the 21st century church. Six times in his first letter, John begins a sentence with beloved, for he has great care and affection for those who are loved by the Father with marvelous love, rich love, unimagined love, unfeared love, perfect love. Which takes us to chapter 4, where the apostle writes in verses 9 and 10, In this the love of God was made manifest, was revealed among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Because of this love, John writes, Beloved, we are God's children now. Are we almost there? We are there now, right now, already, today. But there is more. There is also and not yet. For what we will be has not yet appeared. We are waiting. We are waiting for more. We are waiting with certainty Because we know that when he appears, when God the Son returns in glory at the end of time and at the beginning of unending time, we shall be like him, like him, holy, pure, sinless, alive, glorified. For we shall see him as he always and eternally is, holy, pure, sinless, alive, glorified. But this not yet declares who and what we are, what we were, apart from Christ. We were rebels, we were runaways, we were enemies of God, we were not saints, we were sinners. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were lost, we were alone, we were alienated, we were outside the family of God. But now we are welcomed home. Now we are called friends by Jesus. Now we are alive in Christ. Now we are adopted by the Father. Now we are valued and gathered and embraced. Now we are saints. Now we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, as the writer to the Hebrews expresses it. And every Sunday, we join our praise with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. Now we are part of a great and uncountable multitude 
from every nation around the world and every tribe and every people group within those nations, speaking many languages, yet speaking the same language of faith and confession. Now we are saints, redeemed by the cross of Christ, resuscitated by the Holy Spirit's life-giving breath, united by the Father's love. Who are these? Who are these clothed in white robes? These are those who have come out of the great tribulation, the ongoing trials and tests of faithful followers of Jesus Christ, even when they are reviled by the world. These are those who wear robes glistening with brightness and cleanliness, made white by the blood of the Lamb. And there's this now and not yet in the Beatitudes today also. Jesus says, blessed now are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God, even as it is not yet in its eternal splendor. Blessed now are those who mourn, who cry out with their laments, who grieve, who grieve with hope. But it is not yet that they shall be fully comforted and every tear will be wiped from their eyes. Blessed now are the meek, though they are stepped on by the powers of this broken world, for they are promised a not yet reality in the new heavens and the new earth. Blessed now are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and who do so over and over again, for they have the not yet guarantee of being guests at the never-ending marriage feast of the Lamb, and they will never hunger and thirst any longer. Blessed now are the merciful, for they are promised the not yet of the unending mercy of God. Blessed now are the pure in heart, even as they long for the not yet of seeing God face to face. Blessed now are the peacemakers in a world of strife and warfare, for the not yet of being made the peace-filled sons and daughters of God. That is their hope. Blessed now are those of every time and in every place who are persecuted because they cling to the righteousness won by Jesus Christ, for they will enjoy the not yet and the never-ending joy of the kingdom of heaven. Beloved brothers and sisters in Christ, we are God's children now. Though what we will be, though what we will possess, though what we will experience has not yet appeared. But the saints of God trust his word. We walk by faith and not by sight. We live in the now until it becomes the not yet. When the not yet becomes the never ending now. And then we will add our voices to the hymn, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever. Amen. <laughs>